friends, welcome back to Pretend World's Real People. As always, I'm Tyler, and I believe I am COVID-free now. My voice feels normal. I feel normal. Feel still a little bit tired, but I heard that is normal after you, you know, go through COVID. But it seems like everything is great. Still playing it cautiously. Luckily, I don't have to work all weekend. Uh, it's just been really nice to kind of, outside of being sick, just lay low for a week and not uh, not have to go and serve beer to people. So that has been a blessing. But that is not why you're here. You're here because today, July 1st, what, what, what day is it? I'm going to let you yell it in your car. What day is it? It is Stranger Things 4 Volume 2. That's what day it is. It's finally out. We get some more answers, hopefully, to all the questions we had during the midseason finale. I am looking forward to more of the gang. Hopefully, everybody gets together. I want to see more Eddie Munson, and I want to see more Vecna. I'm just, I'm, I'm super excited. I'm a huge nerd. Luckily, the guest I have today feels the same way because she was a fan of the show before she was cast. Today's guest is Regina Ting Chen. She plays Miss Kelly, the guidance counselor uh, for Hawkins High School, and she is one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. We, <laughs> I, I don't believe I had to edit anything in this episode uh, because we would just go off on, on tangents. She has a wonderfully wild imagination and she is just an immensely creative person. We go into her sheltered upbringing, growing up with mainly, you know, Chinese soap operas, and then getting into sci-fi, her love for Doctor Who joining Stranger Things, the fact that, you know, she grew to being this, like, badass kickboxing instructor as well. I told her I would take one of her classes when I go to Atlanta, hopefully later this year. <sighs> I'm, I'm going to dread it. I love working out. I absolutely love it, but uh, humidity sucks. So, uh, Regina, <laughs> I know you're going to encourage me. I'm going to muscle through it. I'm still not looking forward to a humid workout in Atlanta, Georgia. Georgia. Oh, my God, I can't even talk in late summer. So, I'm, I'm rambling. The coffee has fully kicked in. Let's just get right down to it. Let's descend or ascend into the Upside Down with Miss Regina Ting Chen. Tang Chen, and I am an actor. I'm also a kickboxing coach and an avid tennis player and a sci-fi nerd and INFJ. Do you want me to keep going? <laughs> just, keep, just keep listing it all off. You had me like, at, at obviously kickboxing, but what, what t tennis? <laughs> where, where did that come from? I'm really new into tennis. I'm kind of an adrenaline, adrenaline junkie. So <laughs> anything that gets my heart beating fast, but you know, kind of but fitness related, not like drug induced. <laughs> I want to be clear that it's all organic, natural. She's hiding the uh, the spoon as we speak, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but no, tennis, because tennis, it's weird because someone actually, I think a coach of mine uh, compared it to acting. It's when you can learn the techniques and practice all you want. But when it comes to go time, when someone hits a ball at you, you never know what that's going to be. So you never know what someone's going to give you, right? Even in the world of yeah. acting, it correlates. And when it comes at you, all you can do is react and give back whatever your body feels is the appropriate reaction for the ball that's coming at you. So it's like really cool to compare that. I'm not thinking about acting when I'm hitting balls, of course, but you know, I'm in that mindset of like, you just got to trust yourself in your training and react you know be in the moment it's so crazy right wow. that was so epic that was <laughs> so epic 
I feel like you rehearsed that a little bit. I'm going to throw in this tennis thing just so I can go into this room. Thank you so much. I did not rehearse that. That just came out of me right now. But yeah, I was like, I was very impressed with myself for a second. I'm not that coordinated normally. It was so fluid. Oh, thanks. Well, I need, I need to ask that. Like what came first, the fitness portion of your life or acting? Uh, definitely acting. Um, growing up, I was not allowed to do any sports because my family believed in, like, if you broke your bones, then you can't walk or do anything. And of course, it's workbooks every school year and summer, no activities. And I was terrible at school. Like, I'm one of those kids who tried. Okay, it's really sad when you try and you just still can't do it. But sometimes I feel like the school system makes you think if you can't pass or get a high grade that you're not smart or you're not capable. And that is so untrue because there's just so many different types of people in the world. And I stumbled my way through you know, school and college. I don't know how I passed, how I got my bachelor's degree. And I got it in Spanish, no less. <laughs> I know, I know. It's real, nothing makes sense in my life. Because I grew up in Texas and well, I was born in Hawaii and then I moved to Texas when I was eight and you know, there's a big Mexican population there. And so I'm around a lot of people, a lot of Tex-Mex Spanish. And I just loved the language. I loved learning how to communicate with people and their culture. It was always very fascinating to me. Um, I will tell you the best Spanish lessons are working at a restaurant and not class. (laughs) Like you can read all you can, like literature and, you know, conjugations and stuff, but it's until you apply it with everyday people, there's no way you can truly learn it fully, I think, for me. So anyway, school came first. And I mean, what were you asking? Oh, the acting or the fitness. So, um, (laughs) and then I kind of felt it. I've always been very, like, I loved performing um, to my family. So we, you know, everything was workbooks and whatnot. So I put on talent shows at home for my whole family. They didn't want to be there, but you know, we're kids, so they had to. And I would use science fair boards to be like the curtains and I'd recruit my sisters and they would so willingly want to perform with me. (laughs) No, they hated it. They didn't come to rehearsal or anything. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. I don't still hold a grudge after so many years. Um, But yeah, we would, I would put on plays for like Father's Day, Mother's Day, Christmas, and we would, you know, act out scenes that from the Chinese soap operas that I loved watching with my grandma. Um, and so I always kind of had that, the acting in me, I think. I just didn't know what it was, hmm. especially because I wasn't allowed to go into drama or anything like that. It was always math and science, all that stuff. So yeah. And then when I went to college, I finally, long story short, is someone was like, you should try modeling. I was a lot skinnier then. I'm tall. I'm tall for a Chinese woman, but like, I was a lot skinnier then. They were like, hey, you should try modeling. Then I got an agent. And they were like, here, take acting classes. I'm like, acting classes, what? And <laughs> I started studying Meisner, which is behavioral reading. And it, it, the rest is history. Like, I fell in love. And there's so many more stories to that. But that's the short version of it. And the fitness came later when one of my acting coaches was like, Regina, you don't understand your body at all. Like, you don't know how far your arm is from your, like the center of your body. You just don't understand movement. And I think it would be good for you to take a class, salsa dancing or kickboxing to understand how your body moves. And 
he was right. Cause I just didn't like, I, I smack into things all the time. I don't know how I look. I don't know how to, how I move. I don't have an understanding of like physicality. Mm. Um, cause and I'm so awkward and uncoordinated. So it didn't help. So I was like, do I want to do salsa dancing or kickboxing? And, you know, being Chinese, I was like, I must honor the inner, you know, fire in my soul that somehow <laughs> I have just because I'm Chinese. And I was terrible, but I, I loved it. I just, I was so embarrassing. Like looking back, I don't know. I'm a kickboxing coach now. I started yeah. five years ago. Yeah. I went from being a, like not understanding anything being so uncoordinated but I would put in the work day after day after day I mean it wasn't easy but I just loved it so much so it's kind of like acting right like you really have to have a love for it otherwise you can't you know maintain it for the long haul and it, it's always just so surprising every time I punch something, kick something. it's like <laughs> it's uh there's some beauty in the movement and I finally started understanding how I moved understanding how my body is and and then inspiring other people to become fit because I you know I used to be really skinny do the modeling stuff and then I went through waves and being someone who didn't grow up with exercise it was like I didn't know what to do you're just not exposed to that and nowadays I feel like with Instagram and everything I'm talking so much I'm sorry that's what this is for no no keep it going, keep it going. <laughs> okay uh and um, <laughs> Instagram and all the Pinterest, everything, I think like fitness things are accessible health, you know, understanding health in your body. They're just so more accessible now. So it's easier for people to be like, oh, I want to try this or this might be good for me. You know, but back then it's like, yeah, I was around before Instagram came around. So <laughs> I just didn't know. And I didn't have friends who really enjoyed fitness much. So I just wasn't exposed to that. But when I when you find your community of people that have similar interests as you, you just lift each other up naturally. And you, you know, now I just yell at people to do better <laughs> in a, in a loving, friendly way. I'm like, come on, you've got this. Don't give up on me now. Don't give up on yourself. I'm spiking the mic. <laughs> it's like, it's like I'm fighting like an Avengers war every time I kickbox. Like, yeah, so epic. <laughs> it's well i quick background about me i also we worked as a personal trainer all throughout college and afterwards with like group fitness and boxing was the best so i completely understand like i would i think i created a uh captain america civil war style workout where people were That's like boxing amazing. and working out it, yeah they were dead by the end of it but i completely agree with the whole like hey hey i know i know you're really tired right now um here's five more pounds. You got this. Like you, yeah. you got this. Or, Hey, just hit harder. Breathe. Da, 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 da. There's, there's like a euphoric thing that just goes around the room when you're coaching these people. And I I'm curious because I have my own relationship with it. I grew up very overweight. So when I lost that weight, whole new like level of confidence when I understood my physicality, did you yeah. get a whole new wave as well with, with your like sort of new knowledge of how your body moves? Yeah. I mean, I also grew up a chubby kid. I mean, rice, too much rice. Everyday rice. Oh my god, rice and no exercise. And you know, Chinese grandma's like, "Mo, eat mo." Oh yeah, mad if you don't eat. (laughs) But then I, then I got super skinny because I had just discovered running a little bit. But I, I don't think I was doing it right, and I overran because I'm an adrenaline junkie. So I just like things that get my heart rate going, and I was too skinny. And then now finding that understanding of being healthy, fit, and not like stop trying to be super thin or 
too much of anything. Just let your body body naturally form the way it should if you have a good routine, right? I mean, as a personal trainer, you probably really believe in that because you put in the work, but everybody, everybody's body shows uh, progresses differently. Yeah, we're no, all completely Nobody different. is the same. Yeah, which is so cool and fascinating to me. Yeah. But yeah, I felt the newfound uh, confidence, you know, um, with my physicality and also... God, the confidence goes so far though it's like the confidence in being myself because I'm a I can't I don't have the energy to hide who I am when I coach so it all comes out like all of it and people they don't leave they keep coming back for more and I'm like wow I thought I was this like scary intense person but sometimes you know when you doubt yourself you never know what someone else might need it, you might be exactly what they need so at 6.30 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I am what these, my warriors need to be like, let's go, you know, today is the day. <laughs> um, and, and, and the confidence in that and then in thinking that I can protect myself and my loved ones, that's a big one. Just feeling, not walking, walking the earth, being afraid, you know. I mean, it might be dumb in some way because I know I would, I might get my butt kicked, but confidence is half the battle. Like, I think if you're scared to start with, it doesn't matter how good of a fighter you are. Yeah. You're already on the losing side. So if you're mentally, spiritually there, you just have to apply all that hard work and training you have and it'll just execute this beautiful, glorious thing. At least that's how I think. Oh, totally agree. There's a There's a perfect balance between being humble and being confident and having that carry yes. you through instead yes. of being like overly cocky. Yeah. And then you have a bloody oh, yeah. nose and you're like, Oh, I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Some of the coaches, like we all, we all get a little like, Regina, do you want to, you want to spar? I'm like, Nope, I already know I'm, I'm totally fine. I don't want to get swept. It's I, I, I don't want to get a hook to my head and be dizzy. I know. Oh, come, no. come to, and then I'll challenge them. I'll be like, you're good at sparring, but I have a hard cardio class. So come take my class and then I'll get in the ring with you. Just kidding. I won't. But, <laughs> but yeah, definitely a, a confidence on all levels for myself, my body, and just bringing other people together. How do you feel about carrying that same level of confidence in the audition room? Are you a nervous auditioner? Are you kind of passive? Well, it could be either way. I'm, I, I run very instinctually. So even if it's like nerves or it's like when it's go time, I just take one deep breath and then blackout. <laughs> and just, I just hope that like, not hope. Cause I, you know, I do the work with the character or the scene, whether it's like a heavy relationship or it's just like a one-off co-star. And like when you do the prep work, all you can do is just trust that you've done enough and go for it. And I just trust my instincts. Cause I am very like, on the fly like even talking to you I don't want to prep too much like I know my stuff but I can't I don't want to overthink anything I'll just execute however kind of like the tennis ball I'm telling you <laughs> it comes at you and you just you're just reacting because you never know how it's going to come at you yeah. so why over prepare that's like too much work I work hard <laughs> and efficiently but I don't want to waste energy because I need to save it for kickboxing <laughs> no but did yeah, that like, has that changed from when you first started acting? Because going into an audition room when you first start is like, it's so surreal and weird. And some people have different reactions to it. Or have you always been that instinctive on the fly? Like, no, all right. 
Oh, I got this. no. Oh, my God. A nervous wreck. I'm still a nervous wreck all the time. Oh, no. But, you, yeah, you know, I used to go in the room. So I did a lot of commercials in Texas because I grew up part of the time there. And I'm, I'm been, I've been in Atlanta for four years. So, but Atlanta is all self-tape. So that's interesting because that's a different feel. You know, you have to, you really have to trust yourself and who your reader is. And if you get a coach, like, cause you're, you don't, you're not in the room for someone to tell you to give you, you know, notes or feedback. Um, but before I would prep and prep and prep. And then, I don't know, I black out a lot. I just, I don't know why <laughs> I just, I just. When I mean blackout, I mean, like, I just am there and then I forget the overthinking part, um, which can be good and bad. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's working, right? It I is. Know. It is. I don't know <laughs> if it's good advice, but it's working so far. Um, but definitely over the years, it's like less overthinking is just so much better. Um, of course, keeping up with your training, you know, and I'm always in some way studying people. Uh, I just started writing, which is so hard. Writing is so hard. How do people connect the dots? Like, I can't, I like, I write, I start writing like a short scene in the beginning. It's like, you know, happiness and flowers. And then there's a war at the end. And I don't even know how I got there. But I just, I've just started writing it for the past few months and I'm just so impressed by writers. Like that's a whole, I don't know if you've ever written or I, write yourself. Yeah, I'm a screenwriter as well. And it, that's that, it does amazing. not get easier at all. Really? I guess I mean, it's it, kind of. It, it, it's so hard to describe because that, that, um, that sort of flow state you go into where you just start writing and then like there's a war at the end, like just random stuff happens all the time but then you have the opportunity to revise it rewrite it and it's that so that's so how how did that come about for you was it something you always were kind of curious about or you just kind of fell into um I daydream a lot <laughs> um like I just walk around and you know I could be at my day job I, I work from home and I'll sit in here and I'll my mind will suddenly think a villain's gonna smash through the window and I'm going to have to kick butt. I'm always like. Oh, you're awesome. It's always. <laughs> no, it's like. I, I'm, and then like. Or do you ever do this? Because I've met some people who do this. When you go on long drives. Do you sometimes imagine yourself like running next to your car. And you're like swinging around the light poles. Jumping over the railings. I know it sounds crazy. But I'm like. <laughs> I don't know if it's just my way of like tolerating the drive. But my imagination's always like thinking of something here and there and everywhere. And I, I decided, I was like, what can I do with all this daydreaming? It's so dumb. Like, why am I just thinking of random scenarios all the time? And I was like, oh, I could write it out. You know, I'm thinking about, you know, I'm, I'm always looking at my hands. I'm like, is the force there? Am I going to, I'm going to be able to move things with my mind, you know, and, and it sucks because it's not going to happen. Right? It's not real. But when I write, it makes it real in the moment. You know, it's so special. And I never knew that. Because, you know, in acting, you, you're always waiting for someone to give you a scene. You're waiting, you know, or you're in class. Someone's giving you a scene to work on to find one. But when you produce the ideas yourself, I mean, you can probably attest to this. Like, it's, some, it's another world. It's, yeah magic 
And you're like, how did I come up with that? Am I crazy? Do I need help? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I will completely agree with that, with that entirety of everything you just said, because it's, I mean, at that point, it's built in your body that obviously you, <laughs> you need to write. Uh, I, <laughs> I have no idea how to compare it. I'll just start chuckling and my girlfriend will say, what, what did you come up with this time? Like we're sitting yeah. in a restaurant and I just start laughing. What, what, oh, nothing. Just ninjas, you know, like that'd be really cool. Ninjas, just random stuff. But I completely agree. And it's just, it's that, that extra sort of creative flow that I I've met a lot of, you know, performers and arts workers have where you need to not only like act or write, but do other stuff too. And yeah. writing, I mean, even if it's just a short scene, that's you're emitting all that creativity. So that's so good. And I, <laughs> I have to ask you this. Do you ever walk through the automatic doors and do like the Jedi wave? Oh, for- <laughs> no, but I'm, so gonna do that now. <laughs> you have to. You can do it very you uh, just over the top. Blew my mind. <laughs> like I'm gonna go to the grocery. I don't. I need to. Where is it? Like a, a grocery store would have that, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna stand there and start doing like. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. The looks you get are fantastic. But you can go from like really grandiose, more Obi Wan, like hello there, and and move yeah. things. <gasps> Or you yeah. can just do the subtle, like, flick of your finger when you're walking oh. and you feel so rejuvenated walking into the oh store. I can't believe I'm telling listeners this, but uh, yeah, it's, it is one of the coolest things you can do for yourself just as a, like, fun little imaginary aside, you know? I'm telling you, like, <laughs> thank you for telling me this because how, I'm so excited. <laughs> I, I'm so excited. And I just, like, I... I don't know. I have Kali sticks. I tried to learn Kali. I don't know. It's like a, it's a type of, it's a, like a stick martial art. Is that I, the, the short stick with the, the blade that goes through or it's just oh the, my the God. short baton? <laughs> I don't know what that one's called, but these ones are longer and they just, uh, I think it's a Filipino style. I'm not exactly sure. So don't quote me on that, but okay. <laughs> I'll pretend it's a lightsaber and I'll yes. just walk around my yard with my dog looking like that crazy but I'm so excited because I think that's what it's all in our imagination. And when we get to, for us, it's so real in the moment and it's so rewarding. I'm so excited to do this sliding door thing. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, Oh my God. My dogs are named Chewy. I know my dogs are named Chewy and Leia. So I am a huge star Wars fan. Like, like it's, Oh my, oh my god i'm so excited tyler thank you <laughs> uh, I'm, all, I'm about to like hit leave on this meeting and go do that. <laughs> just walk through just just send me an instagram story of you just standing in front of target going zhoom, yeah zhoom. The, oh target gotta add it to my list that's cool i don't know if i'd like the long one or the short i don't know yeah it just it's it's <laughs> for me it's 30 years of of geekdom of you know growing up with comics Love watching it. the x-men and watching star wars like maybe <laughs> like maybe that's I, possible <laughs> we have but without that hope even yeah. though you know we have to fight the realistic side of our brains and we have that creative and we're like it could and just with a little ounce of that you can go so far with your imagination yeah um i will also say i'm generally a pretty peppy happy person if you can't tell um but that <laughs> also fall. means that also means that, and I know this about myself, I stuff my grief or anger deep, deep down. So I do write a lot of 
like scenes that involve elements of grief in some way. And that's my outlet. I never knew that could be my outlet. Of course, my other outlet is kickboxing, but I'm so focused on fighting a war there. It's, it's different. You know, I don't have time for grief. I'm fighting aliens. And I'm like, this, the stormtroopers are coming. Come on, guys. And nobody cares. Like, no one. They're like, there goes Regina. She's been watching Clone Wars again. <laughs> like, I'll just be Anakin for now when he was good. He was so. And I, I'm going to be Ahsoka because I wish there was an Anakin there that I could just follow around, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I know. And then, like for a while, I was uh, watching. Um, gosh, Ang, the cartoon Ang. Oh, uh, 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 Last uh, Airbender. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, for a while, I was like, like you know, roundhouse kicks would be fire bending, and like squats would be earth bending. So I'd call it out, like, okay, you guys, earth bending, and he would be like, oh my god, she's watching, you know, Last <laughs> Airbender. <laughs> I want it's to really take fun. your class so bad. I want you. I want you have good energy. I want you to take my class because you'll you'll first of all you'll burn so many calories and you'll have so much fun. Um, like I make my people, I call them warriors. They're all my warriors. Oh, also, 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 everybody has a nickname. You come in with your warrior persona. Yeah, and you get to pick it. Like I don't just choose a random one. Like, oh, okay. Um, like one guy, he's like real stocky, kind of like earthbending, like so. I call him Atlas because he's really kind, but he like, he's strong and he's always holding, like, I know him, I know everyone. So he's always holding the weight of his family. So I'm like, you're like Atlas. And he's like, I love that. So like when we're doing a cardio thing for strong Atlas, that's hard for him because he's more strength, you know, and cardio is not his friend, (laughs) but I'm like, come on Atlas. And when I call that nickname, it's like, it lights them up because it's you, you know, even though they're just everyday people, they're not actors, they you're still human and you still find things you can resonate with. And then they're just, he like books it. Oh my God. I wish you could see it. He's like, he he almost does. I don't watch a lot of anime, but you know how anime people, they run with their hands (laughs) like this. He does that when he sprints. And I'm like, this is amazing. I also (laughs) tell everyone, get out of the way because he can't stop. Like once he goes, he can't stop. But yeah, everyone has a nickname and gosh, I keep going back to the kickboxing thing and I forget what the original question was. No, no, it's, it, it, but that's the fun part of this podcast is it just starts um, like twisting to all these different branches in the best yeah. way. I mean, it is. you're talking about your, your clients in kickboxing and giving them their, their nicknames warriors. and yeah, they're warriors. warriors. You're warriors. Not Sorry. Clients. You're warriors. Yes. <clears throat> yes. Warriors. Cause we, uh, oh. <laughs> oh my god, do you do voiceover work? You're so good. I I've dabbled and I'm trying to get more into it, but it's good. I hope you do. That was great. It's okay. tough and oh, sorry, I digress. Uh no, no, no. no. I, oh I, yeah. I was just thinking, you know, with, with your warriors, you're giving them these nicknames and you're inspiring yeah. them and you're putting their imagination on on blast. Yeah. It almost seems like it's the same reaction you have when you're auditioning, where I'm sure they feel like they black out too, where they're just on such of a like like a creative high like they just something about it it, it just seems so so comparable I, sorry I just I had to say that it just it seems no, like I'm telling you it's it. all connected like the tennis <laughs> thing and now the warrior thing it's all connected it's just yeah. it, at the end of the day it's it's being a human right so the beauty yeah. of acting is once you get past like the technique the lines mm-hmm. the story it's just in the moment just be a, a human being yeah. and but you're right and then like 
when you have a coach that an acting coach so similar to kickboxing like someone's there to root you know root for you and and when you're down for the count and you don't think you can believe in yourself you have someone who will lie to your face and say you can and you'll just surprise yourself and therefore surprising the coach like i i don't ever know if someone can do more but if they don't try how are they ever going to find out you know and if you can't do more that's okay Take a break, breathe, then get up and do it again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like don't, I'm, I'm always like shouting uh, epic things that I just come up with on the fly. I remember there was one drill we did and this lady, I was like, you got to do, you got to bear crawl across the mat and then uh, do frog hops. You know what this is? Oh. Like, like hop, I know, I know. I'm already it's hurting. Explosive. <laughs> I know. Frog hops are, and she goes. Uh, can we do something else? Is there something else we could do? And I was just like, I don't know. I was in one of my epic moods. And I don't, I think I said no, because sometimes in life we're only dealt these cards. So all you can do is make it work for you and do your best. And I was like, everyone was like, oh my God. And I just came up with that. Like, <laughs> and she was like, okay, fine. And then she did it. And she, she, she finished, you know, but it's so true because this is how my, your face, this is how my <laughs> brain thinks. I'm always like motivated because I, I want, because we, I know I can slip into a dark space. So the only way for me to pull myself out of it is to constantly have these positive thoughts. And, and now with the, my warriors, I get to say them out loud and, and they'll sometimes be like, what would Regina do? You know, it's so silly, but if they can't get through something like Re Regina would just yell at me and tell me to keep going and then they'll yeah. keep going, you know, but it's because the world is getting darker and darker, I swear, you know, and, and to get through it, you really have to train yourself to think in that positive mindset. It's, it's an mm -hmm. active thing. I think, don't you think like, Oh yeah. You don't just magically think positive. It's, it's, it's a practice. It's a discipline every single day. And, it, and there are going to be hard days. It's not always easy. But then I think if you just yell it out, if you say it out loud, something about that. It's like when people are sad, there's this like test you could do. Like if you're sad and you smile, you actually like can't, your sadness lightens because the smile forces you to get out of that. I don't know, something about the muscles yeah. and the nerves. So I think it's kind of like that. If, you, if you're feeling down, you have to say it out loud. Like, I can do this and punch the ground and get back up and do it again. Same thing with acting. Like, I mean, it's rejection after rejection, right? And rejection, you don't hear back. But that's it depends on how <laughs> you look at it. <laughs> Ghosting, whatever you want to call it. I also am kind of like a goldfish. I forget things all the time. So every day is a new day. <laughs> so I just carry along. You know, I don't know if it's an active choice. I probably should go back to therapy and figure that out. But I don't know if I actively forget things, but it's my way to keep carrying on, mm. you know? But I I forget like the, it's not that I forget dark moments. It's, it's learning to not let it control me. Like I get to tell it when to come out. It doesn't get to dictate, you know, how I feel or how I'll operate my day. And again, I'm only human. Sometimes you can't control that. Yeah. But you have to have your tools in your back pocket. Be like, okay, I, I can do this. Okay, I have tomorrow. You know, I'm going to do this tomorrow. Like, be kind to yourself. But then do it again. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it uh, better. 
let's let's do it again. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that? I mean, this kind of goes without saying. But it seems like it's pretty normal for a lot of actors. But does it feel cathartic to you to perform like a, a heavy grief scene or a heavy dramatic scene when you were having those times where you can just kind of let everything out without this sort of? I feel like there's an internal judgment people get, you know, when when they're unable to really vocalize how they feel or uh, just even the notion of crying, you know, it, it's kind of hard for some people. So do you feel like acting itself helps you sort of free that and, and lessen that space a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. It just, especially when you're honestly tapping in, into those feelings, um, but also having the understanding this is pretend, right? Because that's, I mean, I used to dive in too hard and then I think one teacher told me you have to, I was, I would cry in the scene. And then I couldn't snap out of it. I would just oh. keep crying for so long. <laughs> I was in class and like I found out this one scene, like the, the father I'm speaking to is actually a ghost. And I just didn't understand that when I read it. And when I learned it, I could not stop crying. Like it was embarrassing, Tyler. It, it was like, I'm sorry, I don't know what's happening. But the teacher said, Say juju beans to have a code word to snap yourself out of it. So I was like, juju beans instantly stop. It's something that's real, real wacky, you know, like Whoa. real random. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's important to have that understanding. But yes, absolutely. It's very cathartic. It's, and writing it has been so, such a release, you know, and it doesn't, and I write it and it doesn't have to be me I'm writing about. It's someone else. Yeah. So then I almost don't feel alone anymore, you know? It's oh, like, oh, wow. this Jane in my scene and I know what that feels like, even though Jane is me, you know, in some way, but it's, it's, it's I don't know. I, you just don't feel so lonely anymore, even though it sounds crazy now that I say it out loud. It's like, it, look, it Jane not. and I are friends. <laughs> <laughs> I no. have multi-personality. <laughs> Am I speaking to Regina or Jane right now? <laughs> I know, I know. There's many more. <laughs> no, I, I, every screenwriter also will completely agree with that. There, there are moments where really? you connect with characters. You, you project so much of yourself onto different characters. I mean, I've, I've had to put a script away and uh, not finish it for another year because I was just so wow. like, just sort of guilt stricken by it. And I, mm. I could not go back to it. So I had to write a bunch of comedies <laughs> And then love that. Right to that and you, you feel better. So there's, there's always a connection there. It seems like between the, the self and the performance or the self and, and characters in a script. So, uh, I mean, I want to see what else you write. I want to, you know, I want to read your first feature script or your first TV. Oh my God. And see what happens. Even, I don't know. It's okay. <laughs> no? First of all, how does anyone connect the dots? Like I write a short scene and I'm confused of where I started. Writing. <laughs> I, and I'm thinking of like, you know, it made, it gave me a whole new appreciation for features or shows. Like how do they do the twists and turns and make it all make sense? Like continuity and relationships. It's what you do is fascinating. Like I'm so inspired and impressed by your ability to write full length things. Cause I'm, I'm just always confused. <laughs> I'm kind of janky. Remember I told you I was janky. Kind of janky. Kind of, I'm kind a, of a janky, janky personality. <laughs> yourself i'm janky i'm very motivated <laughs> a little crazy multi-personality but no it's it's yeah it's it's really great i've i've really enjoyed it yeah i'd say like one cool thing you could do 
and if it doesn't work out, you know, recycle the dry race board, but dry, buy, dry, buy a dry race board and then create sort of a roadmap of where you want to go in the scene, in the story, and then okay. uh, leave little spaces because then you can go in and fill in, oh, this would be really cool to put here. This would be cool to put mm. here. It's, mm. uh, yeah, it, it's essentially just a, a giant form of prep work instead of just your character. It's going to be yeah. all these characters, but it's yeah. a lot of fun. It's, it almost, you feel, you start to feel like a Russell Crowe in A uh, Beautiful Mind after uh-huh. a while where you go, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so That's weird. So- <laughs> I'll I'll have to try that because I think if I see it visually, it'll help. Yeah, yeah. Right, right now it's just floating in my crazy mind. So it's, <laughs> you know, with I all the wars to. and everything. Oh my god, Jedi <laughs> mind tricks! I wish I could do it on myself. Like figure it out. <laughs> well, I speaking of of Star Wars, given that you are a Star Wars fan. Have you been able to audition for any of the newer projects? Has anything come your way? So um, I am new with a, an LA manager out, out of that market because, you know, I'm based in Atlanta. Yeah. So not yet, but I know that it's a really hard franchise to even be seen for from what I understand. So no, but hopefully soon in the future, because that would probably be the dream for me to end up somewhere and not as like a one-off you know a villager or something I want to be (laughs) I want to be a part of that universe because it's I live it every day in my head in my backyard whacking around my collie stick that I pretend is a lightsaber (laughs) my dog like it's just I that that would be the dream I hope I hope one day but I'm also realistic I just got to stay on the grind and, and keep my imagination because that's what keep, that is what keeps all of us going right yeah. as artists yeah you're, that little hope <laughs> you're realistically optimistic about it yes yeah yes. no I totally get well I mean given your your current track record and now being a part of stranger things I feel like mm-hmm. that gives you just a huge boost of exposure for your, your career itself I mean it's was the LA manager something that stemmed from being in stranger things or from other projects you've been in or Yes, absolutely. Um, Yeah, when the deadline article came out last year, that was like my chance to be seen by someone in another market. And of course, in the business, like it's all, it's a lot of art and your craft, but the business side is also very real and having to stay on top of connecting with people, talking with others, learning who's a good fit or not, you know, and it's hard. I feel like I know nothing. And the truth is, I do know nothing. And you can't just Google this stuff. That's the annoying part. There's no how-to book. And if there were, don't read it. If, if someone tells you there's only one way to do something, they are wrong. They're full of shit, guys. They are so, <laughs> oh, they are so full of shit. But, you know, it's, it's meeting people and talking to everyone. That's how you learn how to navigate through your own career. And I am lucky and very fortunate that a deadline article came out announcing my role, which by the way, took me by surprise. I did not know that was going to come out that big. And like their announcement of the four, four, four of the recurring actors. Yeah. Um, and I got a lot of buzz from it that I was not prepared for, but it's been a beautiful thing. Like it's really, I feel really honored that, you know, I, I was a huge fan of the show prior to even auditioning for it. So I love my sci-fi stuff, (laughs) like just nerding out on that. And it's a great show. And 
then getting the chance to read for it because I think they were pretty picky in like I don't see a lot of people read for the show they're like selective with their actors so I feel what is it that like they what is that saying opportunity is like luck needs hard work I can't remember something it's something along those lines but like like, I can't say it's all luck but you know I feel fortunate that my hard work you know, and my agents, like, they're amazing, and they got me the audition, the cast director that believes in me and wants to share my work with the producers, Steph Brothers, and to get an audition for it, which, which I knew I was a counselor, but not much more. I didn't know who I was going to have my scene with, like, and they kind of suck sometimes when you don't have detail, <laughs> but in a way, that just means you just got to be yourself, because yeah. what else are you going to do, you know? Yeah. You can't pretend to be something when you have no idea what that something is supposed to be. So why not just be yourself? Be my janky self. <laughs> be your janky self. <laughs> it, I mean, that's, that seems like such a huge opportunity, like you said. And I'm wondering, some, some of these jobs, I mean, I've, I've done one or two co-stars where it was like three days later, I heard back, hey, you got it. Or like a month later, hey, yeah. they want to take you back in. <laughs> How quick of a process was this i mean you obviously read for you auditioned for it was it something one you also forgot with the goldfish brain or is it something that you just kept oh yeah um i tried to like i remembered it the next day and then i goldfished it because (laughs) it hurts too much when you are too close to it and you like it and i've done that stupidly a few times and i'm sure i'll do it for the rest of my career but i have to remember goldfish it right um but I, you know, I did it and I played her more, Miss Kelly, more like kind and compassionate. And then the casting director came back and was like, hey, let's see her more kind of quirky and relatable, which is me, me, you know, janky me. So I showed them my janky self. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got, I think it was on a Tuesday. And then on by that Friday, I heard back. Um I was in the car driving to a friend's house. It was late at night and it was raining. And my agent calls me and says, you booked it. And I forgot how to drive, Tyler. It was not safe. It was not safe. I got off the road because I had to remember how to breathe because I just was so excited. And I didn't know what this role was going to be or how big or small it was. I was just so excited to be in a sci-fi show and one that I actually watched and liked. Like I, I, it, it still feels surreal. And now that it's out and everyone gets to see my crazy hair and, and how somewhat sketchy <laughs> I have appeared to be. <laughs> oh, all those fan theories are oh my blowing God. up the internet right now. <laughs> Every day I get like, did you see this? Yes, I have. You know, you're on BuzzFeed. Yep. Yep. Did, didn't know until you showed me. It's crazy. I, I feel it's like sometimes I look at my picture, you know, from those scenes and I'm like, I don't see myself I just see the character and it's like oh look at this person you can't trust her (laughs) (laughs) she's up to something or is she she? I don't don't know know if you do you feel that way when you watch back your audition tapes or anything like or are you able to turn off the oh I'm watching myself and then just watch it as the character like watch the character watch you as your character and not worry about you yeah I think it depends on the script honestly like for some, because uh, I, I have had essentially like two lines in a feature film 
and then a couple co-stars here and there. Love it. And yep. Video game stuff. And it's been great. But a lot of the additions for co-stars, it's just the, you know, like, hey, or my most recent one, oh it's God. like somebody passing out flyers and saying like one or two words like, all right, cool. I'll do two takes of this. But there was one um, I was pinned for a show last year. And I, I've talked about it a handful of times on on this podcast for a series regular role. And the character felt like me. I loved it. And I, you know, when, when you're pinned, it feels great. It's like, oh, cool. Um, I can get my hopes up, but, you know, it'd be cool to figure it out. But that was the first time in 10 years of doing this where I looked at it and went, that is a character. I don't see me at all. You know, I just, I, I do not yeah. recognize myself. Uh, yeah. Ultimately, did, didn't go there, but it was just That's cool okay. to have that experience, you know, to What a huge win. It. Right, you get pinned for a series. Oh my, you're on your yeah. way, dude. It yeah. felt amazing oh. to like not only have that uh disassociation from myself in in the screen, but also having the casting department see that as well, which I'm sure yeah. is something they also saw with your with your audition tape for you know the counselor role for Miss Kelly. It's just mm-hmm. I don't know, and you definitely like talking to you now. That is a character, you know that is. <laughs> It's there's little parts of you there, but that is right. definitely a character outside of the really awesome 80s hair. <laughs> oh my gosh, right? Oh, thanks for saying that. I really appreciate it. Because oh, yeah. it is like, you know, you 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 can choose to, you know, uh, turn up some things and turn down certain things about yourself when you play different roles. Yeah. And I definitely turned down my, you know, thankiness. <laughs> Your razzle dazzle. <laughs> my razzle dazzle. Um, but you know, the 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 caring the compassion is still there you can see it and now that you've met me and I'm talking about kickboxing all the time it's it's all there that's all very real you know I I care so much and I just want people to fight through life and not give up it's hard it's an everyday struggle like to get up and go do things first of all for some people to get up is like the hardest thing (laughs) to do for me, that's not. I'm so excited to get a new day. So like I I get up at 5 a.m. every day. I bounce out of bed and I'm like, today is the day. And I'm like, what can I do? Who can I help? Like, what can I change? You know, like, I'm just like ready to go. But also by like noon, I'm done. I was so about like, to say, yeah, how long does that last? <laughs> I'm like the Tasmanian devil. Like, <laughs> I like when dogs they get real hyper because they need to go potty or they yeah. have to go sleep and then they do it. And it, it like, and then they hit a point where they're like crazy. And then it's like, you just pass out. I'm just That is me. I'll be sitting on the show. I'm like, I'm just going to lean back. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Oh, <laughs> like, but it's hard. And, and, you know, and I really believe mindset is a big thing. And again, that's a discipline. It's an everyday active thought to think positively for yourself and for others yeah you draw in you draw in the right people I think when you have a certain mindset but if you're always in a dark place and there's nothing wrong with that you may not draw in the people that help elevate you from that it might keep you there and that's not good you know yeah I think well especially in this job (laughs) yes that's huge are you kidding oh my god yes (laughs) you can't this it's a you know acting is a career it's a lifelong career it's not a you can't look at it as next week next month it's for the rest of your life which is kind of beautiful because you grow and experience life so your acting 
what you give changes as you continue to audition. That's such a fast, like no other job is like that. Yeah. It's so crazy. There's like 10,000 glass ceilings in the acting industry where you just Yeah. Like, yeah. How I've been thinking about this a lot lately. How mm. uh, I mean, based on like Stranger Things, all of them started when they were they were just kiddos, you know, and they're growing into their their early twenties. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like your career has been uh, for the better because you you went into it as an adult, or do you think there would have been some chance if you started younger, you would have experienced the same sort of like Stranger Things mentality? I, I, I just, there's always such a weird thing with like child stardom or being a, a child actor. I've been really thinking about it a lot because I wanted to be in Harry Potter films when I was younger. Like I would have killed to be in one of those. Yeah. Uh, But it's just, it's just an interesting thought, you know, like, is it better to start later with more life experience or, you know, starting your training younger and then seeing how that kind of builds like Millie Bobby Brown is obviously incredible uh, and seems decades beyond her years, but she also started, you know, probably when she was six or seven. So young. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. And I, 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 I don't have a good answer for it because I think it's all different and what yeah. they bring in is different. And when you're a child star, that also, that's, it's so like, I commend them for being able to bring so much when they haven't had that much life experience. Uh, but at the same time, their life experience will never be the same as a normal kid where, and those are, there's some gems to that too. Like having real life, normal life experiences to bring into the table so I think it's just different and I think it depends on the project like and the person like I got to work with Sadie and she's so young but she's like she's very down to earth she's talented and she's very authentic and she's not afraid to be um and she kind of just like she's just happy-go-lucky she doesn't know where this is gonna go she's just like I'm just doing it I'm just here to have fun and and act and you know dive in she's just open-minded but I mean look at them and they you know they haven't had that much regular life experience and they're able to bring a lot to the table it's just different but that's yeah. a very good question and I gave you a very janky answer but I love the janky answer it was it was a janky proposition of a question it's like I you know yeah, what I'm gonna pull this out and see where we yes, go I, <laughs> hey I don't care I'll talk about anything so <laughs> Well, before I get to sort of the, the last few questions I have, yeah. given that you're a huge sci-fi fan, and we've sort of talked about Star Wars. What is your favorite piece of like sci-fi media? Is it Star Wars? Is it something else? I mean, it doesn't have to be something you'd want to act in, but what's your, like if you're having a really rainy day and you got home from work, it's just been kind of a weird day. You want to watch something. What are you going to put on? In sci-fi world? Doctor yeah. Who. Oh, like yeah. classic Doctor Who, newer Doctor Who. Um, so like starting with Chris Eccleston. Um, oh yeah, yeah, with Rose Tyler. Uh, I forgot her Billy. What's her name? Billie, whatever. Like I love all Doctor Who things. My, oh wait, last time I said this, and the lady said I shouldn't say it. I named my internet name something from Doctor Who. <laughs> I said oh, no. it out loud, and she was like, "We're gonna have to cut that, so people will take your internet." <laughs> I'm telling you, I just run my mouth. I, I'm an open book. I'm so honest. 
but I just love the idea of time traveling in a blue box. And I have a little, in my backpack, I have a little sonic screwdriver that I whip around sometimes. I'm such a dork. It's oh so bad. Oh my God. It's beautiful. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's so awesome. But, but yeah, it's like, you know, they, they meet aliens and monsters and creatures. And then um, the doctor always finds that these weird things are just also creatures and humans like they just have feelings and thoughts and sometimes they are misunderstood which is why they lash out it like helps me understand like villains sometimes are just sad you know and obviously we know that but watching that show for me helped me see that a lot and to find good and evil to see if you can draw that out instead of just labeling everything just because your judgment your your inst I shouldn't say your instincts it's like the what you're taught you know it's like good or bad but it's not always black and white it's very gray so I, I just I really like that show I've watched from starting from Chris Eccleston and onward now to I can't wait for the new season to come out um uh but I've seen it like three or four times that's a lot but I also love like oh my god you're a Star Wars fan right oh yeah Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I loved Rebels. See, did you see I, the animation? Which I oh my god, which Rebels version of it? Aren't there two? There's a 3D animation. Oh, there's animation. Like, there's a there's one that's Bad Batch. I think that's coming out. I, that's uh, spun off of wait, is that spun off of Clone Wars or Rebels? Oh my god, I'm getting, I'm getting so mixed I think up. it may have so, spun off of Rebels. Yeah, because I I've seen. Okay, so I have seen Rebels. It's oh my god, what was it? There's another animated one that came out that I have not seen. I remember watching like, the two D. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it was a bad batch. That I haven't yeah. seen yet. I've, yeah. I just started it. Um, I also just finished Obi Wan. You know. Yeah. Have Thoughts? you seen it yet? Oh yeah. Oh, it was good, but it's weird because you already know how like things are gonna play out because of the movies. So, so I'm like, it's weird because I don't want to <laughs> know the ending, but. Like, I know nothing's going to happen to Leia. She grows up. Yeah. So she's going to be fine. But I guess that's more, I don't know. And then they ended with him introduced. Like, when, when Kenobi goes up to Luke. Oh, I, oh, oh. I don't want to. Okay, okay. I, sorry. I'm having a lot of thoughts in my head. I need to stop spoiling it. I'm so, I, oh. I was with a group of friends and I spoiled the, spoiled Mandalorian because I'm an idiot. And I was oh. just sharing because I was too excited. And someone was like, oh, okay, I'm trying not to spoil it right now. <laughs> Listeners, spoilers. Like, that spoilers. I know. Uh, someone was like, that happened? I'm just going to use generic words. And I was like, oh. And then one of my friends was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? That's like the biggest spoiler. How could you have just blurted that out? And I'm like, yeah, like I can't control. I can't control it. Wait, it's did so you spoil weird. the season two finale? No. Oh, wait. Yes. I did not. Yes. You totally. No, no I didn't. No, I didn't. Tyler, can you edit that out? I'm just kidding. She didn't spoil it, anybody. She did not spoil the thing that happened in season two of Mandalorian. All they're going to hear is me going, okay, this girl's got problems. Yeah, I think we've all done it. Because as a massive fan, you think everybody's been watching it with you. And if you haven't, what's wrong with you? I'm not going to say I judge people for it, but it's like, hey, man, it's been three weeks since the first episode. If you haven't watched it yet, you're not going to watch it for a while. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, if people haven't seen it, I'm like, oh, then let me tell you, like, 
the the basics about it to get you interested and then i just start rambling for way too long (laughs) and then you know when people give you the look of like okay you can calm down now and then you're like down yeah you will become a sci-fi nerd you will be my nerd friend like i just need i just need you will learn to love star wars and doctor who i also love the expanse have you seen the expanse? I haven't watched that. No, my, my so friend Brian Garner's interviewed a lot of those those cast members, and apparently it's great. I haven't seen. So is it like a? It's more like Battlestar, right? Like that it's kind of space. Feel? Yeah, it's yeah. like space sci-fi. But the first season is a little slower because it develops. It focuses on developing the stories, but oh, man, okay. it is so good. And then I found out when I finally found the show, they had all already finished filming like the whole they were done with the series and i was so sad because i was like i'll never have a chance (laughs) they need to do a spinoff you never know know how it is i know (laughs) now i'm getting sad so so many things okay fine you're 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 taking a page out of my book well you could do it get back up keep fighting that's how i felt about one of my favorite shows ever is party down and it lasted two seasons and then when they started talking about the reunion limited series I'm like oh this is my chance never got an audition for it that's all right oh. but the fact that it's coming back gives me hope <laughs> so yes. something. it was it was good like yeah. i don't know why it stopped i think it was ahead of I its don't... time Ooh. <laughs> that, that that's very wise of you that that's true because sometimes people people ain't ready no nope. people ain't ready that's my defense for a lot yeah. um <laughs> i'm gonna use that i like that a lot <laughs> ahead of its time uh i i don't want to take too much more of your time because we're already like running way past but i'm gonna ask my final selection of questions for you okay uh one of my favorites being uh we like to talk about party stories here so it doesn't have to be something that took place at a party but it's a story that you would share at a party it could be something that uh was like so impactful in your life that you've just clung on to that experience do you have something like that in your arsenal you could share with the listeners it could be is like it, is it first booking or some maybe people you've met while you've been working uh, just uh, kickboxing stories just anything that you have that you've experienced oh you said partying i thought you said party oh party yeah party sorry like, i i'm just like getting over party? covid so my voice is no, bonkers no it's not you but are you saying like a lesson <laughs> from a party like Wait. uh there's it's so hard trying to like explain this uh, i know i'm sorry I'm no 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 it's it. it happens every episode i'm like how can i how can i really remix this question but um a, a party story basically being something that you would tell to your friends at a party so say you're all oh. like swapping stories something that that was really crazy or impactful to your life and, that you and could not share what with happened them. at a party yeah <laughs> i was about to tell you a funny story that happened I mean, to me at a party a, a, a party but, story is also welcomed but i have to give it the full spectrum for storytelling i oh god uh, man i was gonna tell you that one time i accidentally took a drug Ooh. is that allowed i mean yeah i by actually no it won't be um I interviewed two uh, two big stars of the adult film industry and their party stories. I have to say, like, 
hey guys explicit just letting you know if oh no this. no, no. I, um, this is more like so yeah drugs are like so low on the totem pole right now as far as like what we've talked oh about God. on this show so <laughs> it's open to wow. anything names redacted no, it, of course okay 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 <laughs> now i have to tell the drug story but i have a different story I, i'm also gonna tell it. the drug story was more that i'm not a big party person i didn't i don't um i'm just not cool like i can't i don't know how to party that's what I'm a just, cool I'm person like, would say oh my god <laughs> oh my god that's so funny but um i was with some friends one time at this like i guess it's a club i don't go out often enough clearly and i was having a major headache and then their friend gave me an orange pill pill and and he was like here's some tylenol i was like thank you so much like i just trust people so naively and it turned out it was ecstasy i think i think Okay, I didn't know. Okay, first of all, the moral of the story is don't take pills from random people you don't know, which I should, like, I would be that kid that someone's like, here's Tandy, come to my van, right? I would be that kid <laughs> who follows the person. So actually, with that story being said, I was fine, guys. Like, nothing happened. I was with my girlfriends, and okay, I didn't find out till later, and I felt horrible. Ecstasy is horrible. Like, in the moment, mm -hmm. the lights look really cool and neon, but the next day you feel like, oh utter crap it's just not good it was i was dehydrated and i think it like releases all the serotonin i think there is the serotonin you know and the endorphins like whatever the happy feeling so then when you wake up all you have is your sad feeling yeah so i just woke oh, up no. really sad and and like i felt like i got hit by a truck anyway that's <laughs> okay, don't take don't take medicine if, even if they say it's Tylenol, don't trust them <laughs> i should know better i'm a i'm a late bloomer I was very sheltered growing up. It's bad. Um, okay, so segueing <laughs> into this story, this party story, my first commercial gig. Um, so, you know, as I told you, uh, I was scouted to do some modeling in Texas and I was like, I need to break into the industry. I've always been the person who just looks for work everywhere. I don't care if you say no to me, I will find somebody else. Like I, to me, I don't know anything about it. So it's like an endless pit. Like I just, mm. you know, I got to keep going. Yeah. Uh, no's don't discourage me. They just tell me, okay, I can cross that out next. Okay. So, so do you know Model Mayhem? That's like a, it's a site oh, where people, they, it's like the modeling MySpace back in the day. Oh and so you're going to go, okay. I'm so writing it down. Model, it's like Craigslist for models so I signed up <laughs> and I did a profile you know and all that good stuff and I was submitting myself to everything and then this guy uh messages me and says hey I'm shooting a commercial for a phone company in Alaska and I think you would be a great spokesperson a spokesmodel for it because Alaskan there's a lot of Inuit mixed ethnicity you know because I would kind of fall into that and he goes um if you're up for it, I was like, oh my God, totally. Thank you so much for picking me. And then he's like, you just have to come to my garage. Uh, the studio is in the garage and you can bring a chaperone, but I'm really trustworthy. Like, I'm like, we can talk some more if you want, but don't feel obligated to bring someone. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my God, he's so nice. He told me he was trustworthy. So of course he is. So I go by myself and I'm a spokesperson a spokesperson for an Alaskan phone company. Like nothing bad happened. 
happened. The story ended up worse. Like me and the photographer are still friends. We just keep in touch now because we you know we've grown. I know this what? story should have ended with me murdered and chopped up into pieces in the backyard. Like it didn't. Um, his, his, his garage studio was great. Like it was as good as he could make of it. And because he had just moved, I can't remember from where, but he was, you know, before he had time to build his own studio, he just made uh made it work in his garage and there was like like ac it was all very professional like he he was a nerd too so we bonded over a little geeky things yeah so uh but listeners please don't do what i did like most of the time (laughs) that story does not end up well but it's crazy like we've been friends and he used me i i have to thank him because he was my my first experience at a commercial you know doing a commercial work and featuring just me and I did like four or five spots for him and eventually he moved up in his company and started doing spots for Dell and IBM and he would include me in all those things yeah we worked together for many many years yeah crazy but but it sounds horrible to start like that like come to my garage trust me like it's it's so bad but for me I I got really lucky that he wasn't you know a serial killer and and that I'm still here today I'm not locked up in his dungeon. It's <laughs> <laughs> Blink twice. <laughs> Blink twice. That was it. <laughs> we were thinking. But, um, but yeah, so that's, that's what I will end with because it's such a crazy story. Yeah. Oh my God. That is not yeah. what I expected to happen. That's... I know. Cause you looked really worried for me. You were like, okay, yeah. maybe this, we should edit this out. <laughs> Yeah. It's going to go dark. Like, okay, yeah. this might not be great. We're unlocking some no. repressed memories. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, yeah, come to my garage. I'm trustworthy. Yes, yes. Okay, if you have a thin mustache, that's just another red flag. Like, there's... I just, I'm just so trusting and I throw, I just give my heart out and it's yeah. good and bad, but I'm a goldfish though, so I'll just forget stuff. <laughs> This is uh, after if I listen back to this, I'm gonna be like, "Wow, she really needs to talk to somebody." <laughs> this I is sponsored by things. BetterHelp.com. <laughs> hey, I'm a, I am a huge believer in therapy. Yes. I've been doing it on and off. It's therapeutic, and it's so good for acting. I think the better you know yourself, the stronger of an actor you're gonna be. It's just I absolutely agree. Yeah. Yep, one hundred percent. I'm still flabbergasted from the story. I know you looked. I wish they could see your face because you were so worried. Like you're. Yeah, I trust me. I've been a part of those casting calls, like freshly eighteen, going. This is how you you find jobs, right? And then you walk into some derelict office building with a blacked out office door. Like this doesn't seem okay. I'm gonna. gonna No. Uh, <laughs> I know. Good. Good that your instinct is going to leave and not, okay, I'll just fight through it. Cause, yeah. Like I've seen you know. every horror movie scenario. This could not end well for anybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this, this next question really goes well with what we just talked about. Uh, yeah. But asking if you have any advice for our listeners. So it could be somebody who is brand new to the industry, is trying to navigate how to do all this after a pandemic, or it could be somebody who has been doing it for a while and is just trying to find a way to not give up uh do you have any advice that you could pass on to listeners that maybe you've uh, held on to yes i think it is important to talk to people in the industry um i think oftentimes we feel like we're bothering someone especially if they book more work or they're at a higher level but you'd be surprised how first of all little people reach out to others like don't people don't just don't do that they're scared they're nervous and whatnot 
And secondly, there are so many people, myself included, that have learned so much that we want to share the tips and tricks so that you can maybe skip some of those hardships. Not that you should skip all of it, because I think going through it helps you learn, but there's definitely some things that you shouldn't waste your time on, you know? Um, but yeah, connecting with people, reaching out, finding a mentor, that is huge. I could not could not recommend that more. And your mentors are going to change and they're going to be right for some, maybe the business side of your acting, but not your actual craft. So don't get hung up on one person. Um, but yeah, that's, I, that, that has been the hugest. Cause you know, everyone does this, you know, you're in training, you're in class, you're in the craft, but I think the connecting with people has become rarer, especially in the, you know, now in the days of all self tapes and just that lack of personal touch. Don't be afraid to shoot a message. And the most an important thing to add to that is if someone doesn't want to respond to you, says no, no thanks, or is rude, don't be deterred. Like I said earlier, no is a blessing for you. Cross them off your list, move on to the next. There are so many people, so many sources, so many opportunities out there. You just got to go find it. Don't let a no stop you. Like it, I just, it, you know, you, and if you, oh my God, I have so many, so much advice. I'm like, and, and, and. Keep it going, so, keep it going. <laughs> I know it's, it's the mentors. Don't give up on the no's and have a good community. Um, okay, 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 number four. Okay, I'll stop at this one. <laughs> have, have a life outside of acting. Like, look at me, kickboxing, fitness. I have a day job. I paint. Um. I like do do something else because the more real life experience you get, the stronger of an actor you'll be. You know, it's it's just do go on that trip. You know, go break up with that person. Don't worry. Like go go do all the things. Like don't just every day sit and wait. It's not worth it, and it, it doesn't pay off. It's you gotta you gotta be a human being, and it and it will all unfold. But yes, first and foremost, find a mentor. Don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid. Like, I was so happy you reached out to talk to me because, like, I think just this conversation alone, I, well, first of all, I, I'm obsessed with you. And secondly, <laughs> like, it's just so nice to, now we know each other. We're connected. Yeah. Like, you never know how that'll come back full circle in the future. Maybe not ever, but that door is open. It's always there. You know? Yeah. It's a, yeah. And if, if I had said no, or if you said, nah, never mind, Regina's too janky. Like you'll find somebody else. I'll find somebody else. And don't, you know, don't get hung up. Just yeah. keep, keep, keep moving forward. Today is the day. <laughs> Punch your way through. Come take my class. <laughs> True. <laughs> don't, act, don't actually, don't actually punch your way through. <laughs> I heard on the podcast I had to punch through it and I, I, I punched know. through it. Nothing. Regina Tate Chen is encouraging violence. <laughs> no, no, that was a figurative, not literal. <laughs> That's your next deadline article. I know. Oh my god. Delete, delete. <laughs> no, I I agree with that wholeheartedly. I mean, I started this podcast during COVID to see how my friends were doing in this industry. And we're all, you know, moderately successful. We've done stuff and we're just trying to see where we're gonna go and where it's grown from there. The people I've spoken to, the people I never thought I'd hear from, you know, I just I started developing a sixth sense about people where I'd see them on screen and go, I'd love to talk to that person and get to know them. Now I'm buddies with so many people. I never would have been 
buddies yeah. with or met See? if you yeah if you don't take those chances it's not going to happen and it's not even acting related you know i'm not doing this to try and develop a networking to get more no. jobs or auditions it's i generally want to just like talk to people and yeah. hear their story and i would never would have thought that this interview would be as much fun as it was because oh it's so goofy you know it's just it's not. we're both janky okay we're, tyler we're janky janky as fuck <laughs> we are so janky it's ridiculous but no i i completely agree and and with that uh you know with this episode i like to ask people if they like to you know promote anything with their their interview whether it's you know projects or charities that you really care about or really great organizations that you care about is there anything i could promote with this episode too uh yeah there's um there's a an organization called year up i enunciated that because i first heard it as europe like e u r o p <laughs> but it's year up y e a r uh space u p and i might butcher this but in short they they you know, people donate money towards this organization and it's a, a school that I think the teachers volunteer, I'm not sure, but uh, underdeveloped areas like those kids up to age 24 can apply to go to the school and, you know, go through a fast track learning of programming, project management, coding, data analysis, all that. And it's a rigorous course. It's challenging and they're very selective. But when you get through the year and a half, you're offered an internship guaranteed from big companies like Verizon, AT&T to get your foot in the door and build your career when maybe previously their family couldn't afford college or really anything, right? Because Or you never thought you had the chance to learn something more because maybe you didn't have the confidence or the right people to tell you, hey, you can learn anything you want. You just got to work for it, you know? Like, you just got to go try. But I met one of my best friends, and she's a lot younger than me, but she just thought she'd be a waitress for the rest of her life. Nothing wrong with that, but she wanted to try and learn more things. She's like, I don't have money for school, you know, all this other stuff. And then she found this program through Craigslist. So another, another like, story where it's like their, their marketing has gotten a lot better now, but when it first started, I mean, they just post wherever they can. Yeah. And because of this, she learned to, she, she learned how to code and program in a year and a half. She worked her butt off and she got an internship with a small company, which eventually led to a much bigger one. And her salary doubled and she has a 401. She's young. She's like 25. She's got a 401k um health insurance like everything and i just i just love this organization because it it gives people hope and i'm so as you can tell i'm so big on people finding chances and opportunities to better themselves and i just you know i donate to europe year up every year <laughs> not europe not europe, europe. <laughs> year, i know year up and i hope more and more people find them and they reach to reach you know the masses because it's a beautiful opportunity for people who don't have the the privilege of having someone guide them, you know, through the generic route. Like one that I went, like you go to high school and you go to college. Like you, I always knew that, but not everyone has someone to be like, you can do this. Like you should go to college or you should go learn some, some new trade, you know? 
So yeah, I want to promote that. So it's not about me, but it's about like this, this organization. Oh, that's so cool. And they're there's here been... in Atlanta. Oh, are they? Okay, cool. That's good to know. Cause there's been um, a lot of organizations that I've never heard of at all. The people are giving shout outs and promos to and I'm more I look Love into that. it the more I'm like this is this is amazing yeah. uh but yeah year I have to I have to enunciate it too now year you have to up. do it too yeah. year yeah. up oh yeah. my god that is so cool okay definitely putting that I in know. the shout I'm, I'm so proud of her like she you know I'm gonna start crying thinking oh. about how proud I am. <laughs> oh my god I'm sorry <laughs> she's just she's just you know you 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 get a chance and you go after and that's what i stand for too so oh my god i'm sorry oh no 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 no! no. she's come she's come so far and i'm so excited and i i hope that her story also and her class of friends also they all got internships somewhere and they all get to get this chance of building a life and knowing that they're capable like how beautiful that is when they otherwise didn't have any of it growing up Sorry. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I don't know. No, don't juju, be sorry. Juju beans. Juju, juju beans. Juju beans. Juju beans. <laughs> juju beans. Janky juju beans. <laughs> so yeah. Yep. <laughs> sorry about that. Oh no, God. don't, don't be sorry at all. No, that's, that is incredible. And I can't wait to, I want to look into that as well. Cause I have a lot of friends who were based in Atlanta, you know, and mm, it'd be nice to kind of like keep that spreading and let people yeah. know like this organization exists. So that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Juju beans. Uh, I <laughs> this that's okay because this final part of the recording is really fun. Uh, okay. Preliminary question: Have you ever seen Wayne's World? Mm-mm, I have not. What? I know. I know. I grew up with Chinese soap operas, though. So, like, I didn't see a lot of like classic movies. I just know a bunch of Chinese yeah. stuff. This is comparable to a Chinese soap opera, but like, okay, tell not. me, tell me. Uh, <laughs> it's so. <laughs> Uh, well, first, firstly, I do want to say, like, before we stop the recording and, and do this, like, thank you so much for your for your time and sitting down and chatting with me on this beautifully, oh, yeah. very humid Wednesday. Uh, well, I can't say anything. You're in Atlanta. Uh, yeah, but... it's very bad here. You better zip it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it's been so much fun talking with you and I want to have you back on the show. Of course, you know, I'm going to tag you in a bunch of stuff while we, uh, while we promote this episode, because this is actually coming out this Friday for the oh, release yay! of stranger things volume two it just kind of happened oh yeah um Yay! so even better uh but yeah. i just want to say like thank you it's been so nice meeting you and and getting to know you and uh hoping to continue this this buddy buddy janky relationship because this has just been Same. intensely fun <laughs> uh, i know i've gone through all the emotions today in an hour <laughs> i should go through and just like screenshot each emotion and just like All my send it faces. to you <laughs> yeah <laughs> no thank you you're you're a blast i mean I, I i really enjoyed this thank you so much for having me oh yeah i'm just i'm just a dork in a in a gamer chair and i don't play video games uh <laughs> oh, that's hilarious oh yeah don't it's don't okay. tell anybody oh wait from uh, one geek to another we know our people like we instantly oh, connect. Yeah. yeah oh yeah i mean the second you're like sci-fi nerd I'm like, yep i'm uh, yep. just fine um yep. but i'm getting off track uh so wayne's world it's a very small moment in the uh, in the film do you know what it's about generally i mean it's mm-hmm. two guys that do a public access show in one of their mom's basements yep. uh but their <laughs> their uh camera guy does a silent uh countdown so it's countdown three two one then when he points they are it's just a very awkward scene 
So I love this as our awkward goodbye. So I'm gonna do a silent countdown, one, two, three, point to you, be as awkward as you can, say your goodbye, and then I'll stop the recording. Think you can do that? You should have done it's, it already. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Okay. Here. But do I hit? Do I hit leave? No, no, no. Because no. I, I, oh, I have okay. to, I have to close everything out before. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> that sounded so weird. No, don't leave. My garage is trustworthy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so nervous. Okay, just do it. Just do oh, it. You got. You got. Just ready? And.